0: you uh-huh.
1: Uh, This is Ink Studs, and my guest this week is Lala Albert. Uh, Our new book is uh, Janus from uh, Breakdown Press, as well as Paranoid Apartment uh, from Sacred Prism. I keep forgetting. Yeah. And you also did a big broadsheet for Floating World, what, two, three years ago?
2: Yeah, it was 2012.
1: There we go. Almost three years ago. It's the future already. Um and work can be found in anthologies like old map three and probably more stuff that I'm forgetting.
2: Yeah, um uh, <laughs> I just I did something for weird number five. Oh, okay. And, uh, smoke signal last year. Um Future Shock Seven.
1: And is it Gangbong?
2: Oh Gang Bang Bong. Gang yeah. bang bong. There that we was- go a while ago, too. Don't look at that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <but laughs> uh,
1: is that the one with the lenticular cover?
2: Um, that's Yeah, that's the most recent one. I'm not in that one, but I'm in the other two that came out before it.
1: I think I have the one before, but I don't have the first one.
2: Uh, okay. Yeah, I had a comic in the first one, and then I did the unreadable table of contents for the second one
1: was it purposefully unreadable
2: um I didn't think so but apparently that's like the reason why Inez asked me to do it
1: (laughs) (laughs) did she give you like any guidance or just like she kind of knew what you would do
2: I think she just knew what I was gonna do because I saw she did an interview or something Later, and she was like, "Yeah, I asked Lala to do it because it would be unreadable," something like that.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Um, now I'm really curious. Uh, looking at your work, kind of um, some of your influences going into it, and kind of what your background is, because I don't see comics as like distinctly your like specific sole goal but i think it kind of um is a good medium for coming across with the ideas that you're trying to explore Does
2: that makes yeah. sense yeah actually it makes a lot of sense um i started out um well i went to school for illustration and i thought that that was going to be my career um but it didn't really work out for me um but i still kind of have this I don't know, I like to draw and, like, tell a story while I'm drawing, and, like, comics is a really good way to do that. Um, And, you know, presenting different images for different situations and uh, emotions, I guess.
1: Who were some of the illustrators you were looking at um, when you were young that kind of made you want to draw?
2: Um, I was really into this, like group of Japanese artists that I found on like GeoCity's web rings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I think like a lot of my formative stuff is based on like that kind of style of like a kind of morose looking woman sitting like in a fashion outfit. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Who were some of the folks that were part of that group?
2: Um, I actually can't remember most of their names. There was this one, um, like, Gothic Lolita artist, Umai Kira, I think, um, who did, like, a lot of illustrations for certain Gothic Lolita brands that I was really into at the time.
1: Um, so was that some of the stuff that you were drawing yourself, like, kind of riffing on that?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's probably scrubbed from the internet now, hopefully, but, um, yeah, that kind of stuff, like, a little gothy-looking, overly emotional, I don't know, but I'm still, I guess I'm kind of still into that aesthetic.
1: There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Um, so where did you go to art school?
2: Um... I went to more College of Art in Philadelphia.
1: Okay. So you're originally from Philadelphia? Yeah. Um, was there anything, did you kind of see a shift in what you were making uh, while you were in school there?
2: Um, yeah, actually. Well, I went there initially to major in fashion design. Um, okay. And I hadn't really been that into f- fine art. Uh, like, I didn't really take art classes when I was in, in uh, middle school or high school. Um, so after I started taking drawing classes, like, a lot more opened up to me. Um, and I found out about, like, other artists and other media. Um,
1: was that, like, kind of taking illustration class because you have to do, like, the mock-ups of the designs when you're in fashion?
2: Oh, actually, well, the first year of art school, or in my school anyway, I think it's pretty universal, but you take, like, just basic drawing mm-hmm. classes. Um, and I took a life drawing class and kind of realized that that was what I would rather be doing than um, fashion design. So... Uh, I switched my major to illustration um, because I was still like, kind of career-minded at that point, And I was like, oh, well, I can you know, use this and just draw all the time and that'll be great and I'll make tons of money that way. <laughs>
0: um,
1: the fashion thing kind of really makes sense to me, though, um, just to kind of see where you're coming from. Because I, when I look at your work, I think a lot of it is about the body. And um I think fashion is about the body, too, and about how it kind of reflects the body and stuff yeah do you still have an interest in that? um do you pay attention to that, or do you try and
2: um yeah, I look at fashion a lot um and I work in the fashion industry for my uh day job. I do textile design,
1: oh okay um does that reflect the artwork you make or do you kind of have to follow specific um, designs for clients?
2: Oh yeah, it's a totally separate thing. I think when I first started uh, at the job where I am now, they asked me to do some stuff that looked like, uh, like my style. And uh, so I did, but it didn't really work out. It didn't translate or I couldn't translate it to like a fashion uh, textile design. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's okay, you keep things separate.
2: Yeah, it's probably better that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's the idea of like how when you kind of put your creative stuff into work stuff, it stops yeah. you from being able to do your creative stuff.
2: Yeah, I have to. I'm really bad at taking direction too and like having it still look like I drew it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, like, why my illustration career never really took (laughs) (laughs) off. Or, like, Um, why I stopped.
1: When did you kind of go from doing illustration to comics? um, Or do you kind of feel it's kind of interwoven, but Um, illustration's more kind of personal?
2: I never actually... I don't know. I don't really feel like my personal work was ever illustration. Like, I never thought about it that way um but sorry what was the
1: <laughs> I guess the tell me about like how you um, got into doing comics um, was that while you were in school or
2: oh, was it after um yeah it was after I moved to New York and I didn't know anybody and I had this one friend and he, like, took me to Fest, and I was like, oh, this is comics, I guess. Like, I can do this. And I was looking at, like, some mini comics or whatever and I don't know. So I kind of started, like, thinking about it, I guess. Then, and kind of as a way to, like, find a community or, like, meet meet people in New York. (laughs) Um, But I didn't really, like, take it that seriously Uh, until like two years ago
1: um what do you think the shift is for you that you kind of approached it differently than a couple years ago
2: um i was i had like a really bratty attitude toward it and i was like i don't have to look at anything and i don't have to follow any rules or whatever i still don't really think that rules are important but i was looking at it and I, i don't know I, I was kind of bratty about it. <laughs> so I was like, I don't have to, like, use panels or, like, make it readable or whatever. And, like, I don't know. I was putting, like, too, too many different ideas into one thing. So it was, I don't know, too busy, not thought out.
1: Do you, <laughs> th- do you feel like there's, like, particular comics where um, you're able to get your ideas together kind of better after kind of that realization
2: um i don't know i started using panels i guess like the first one i did was uh the piece i did for mold map okay and then paranoid apartment for sacred prism uh was before that i guess but yeah like that one i think was i don't know it seems like it was a little easier for me because i was able to organize what i was doing better because I wasn't like a, a an actual layout
1: <laughs> now all those comics and including janus um they're yeah. all printed very particularly uh mold map with its like color palette uh definitions they put on the artist um and the sacred prism one uh being the risograph and the same with janus I'm uh, wondering uh how color functions for you when you're doing those comics of like kind of what you want to put forward or kind of choose aesthetically.
2: Um for well for all of those it was like really limited so I was I pretty much just decided I would do them in black and white and then the color would act as this like extra thing mm-hmm. that would go on top of it so I I don't know I'm not very good at planning So, like, I can't, I don't know, I had trouble, like, I don't know, incorporating the color in a way um, other than just, like, on top of the black. Um, But I kind of like it that way, where it's just this, like, uh, something that goes uh, on top of it to, like, add to it in a more, like, um, uh, like ethereal way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the way it works in Janus, especially where, for me, um, the way you utilize the different color gradients is really um, as an effectiveness to the story of just kind of how there's, like, this lost element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, was that kind of something you're conscious about, about how that that role plays? Um,
2: um, yeah, well, I was thinking about it as, like, the blue is just water, and, like, it behaves like water would, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, now, your work, a lot of it, um, it feels like it's kind of like, I don't want to say sci-fi, but like a near-future... Um otherworldliness to it, and um and I'm curious about the use of that um as a way to kind of process ideas
2: um well, I think it's it's kind of like the fashion aesthetic of you know models are like super weird looking, and I mostly just like drawing the figure and faces, so if I can. You know make them kind of weird They're not necessarily human So then I kind of change the Background to fit that I guess like I don't really think of my comics as taking place Like Now or Mm -hmm. like Necessarily here Um Just because the people look Not super real I guess Um, They're
1: like exaggerated but versions I, I of ourselves I
2: think of it like parallel universe like what what would it look like if this slight thing was different or i don't know i haven't thought too much about it
1: <laughs> one of the comics um which was really different was the uh that you to was the venus story
2: oh yeah that one i kind of um i approached it like uh National Geographic article um so I, I kind of gave it this like sort of colonialist tone and just made it super dry and boring um so I could include like the interesting photographs and I tried to imagine like what a real article would be like and I don't know I just like read a bunch about Venus and was like, okay, what can I do with this aspect of the planet? And, you know, wouldn't it be cool if like, this is what happened at this volcano or whatever.
1: Mm -hmm. And so you kind of like design the characters to reflect.
2: Yeah. It's it's like, oh, it's like a little closer to the sun. And, uh, so their eyes are probably going to be smaller, uh, since they're, I don't know, to shade the sun or something, and uh yeah, I don't know. It's like that kind of stuff is really fun to think about.
1: Now, your Janus story, um, one of the things I was thinking about was the, uh, and I presume you've probably watched them too, the, the real dolls.
2: Yeah, that was actually the jumping off point for that one. <laughs> I saw the, like, everybody on the internet saw this BBC documentary about these guys who dress like sex dolls and they wear these like elaborate rubber masks and s- skin suits and stuff and yeah it's super fascinating but yeah I watched that and then I was like oh my god there's so much <laughs> here <laughs> it uh,
1: but it connects with the other work you're doing too I almost feel like
2: Yeah, I mean, I felt very, like, I related to it a lot just from watching that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and, like, I had been, I don't know, thinking about, like, what to do next. And then I saw that, and I was like, oh, I should, like, incorporate that somehow. And, yeah, I had, like, a bunch of different ideas going, and I kind of mushed them all together.
1: Point. Well, it worked really effectively for me um, thank you yeah no it's I really got a lot out of that one, and um tell me about kind of like we we talked about the um the real life dolls, um which I'm really interested in as far as like um th- there's something really interesting about how um there's a whole lot of different ideas that that whole concept is even exploring um because it's not just about um, changing your identity, but it's changing your identity um, into, like, this inhuman thing. Yeah. Which I really grab onto and really, like, find incredibly fascinating. Because it's, it's something, like, we would have discussed 30 years ago as this, like, weird futuristic concept. And it's really coming to life. And yeah.
2: What I thought was really cool, actually, there was this one part of the documentary where it's, like, the main old guy that they're following.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Like, super rich guy in Hollywood or something?
2: I, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but he, like, puts on his uh, whole getup, and he's, like, in the mirror, and he's, like, I can't even tell this is me in here, and, like, I look like this hot young girl, and, like... All the while, he definitely does not look like a girl at all. Like, he just looks like a doll. And it's, I don't know, just, like, there's so many layers (laughs) there that's really cool. And I was like, I don't know. That's an amazing thing.
1: One of the things with Janus is, it's like, um, and and with the dolls, too, is is it kind of um, allows for an opportunity to kind of explore different ideas not even different ideas but different emotions in like a really private way
2: yeah there is yeah actually i just remembered while i was working on that like one of the other things i was thinking about was um i was reading this book uh the edge of the sea by rachel carson and it's kind of like a little bit dryly poetic um, science-y about coastlines mm-hmm. and just, like, describing in serious detail all about coastlines and, like, thinking about, like, that kind of thing being also this in-between state of, like, you know, it's not, it's not the land, it's not the sea. And that's kind of really similar to me to like, wearing a mask, where you're, like, you're not a human, but you're not, like, a fake thing either. Like, you're still in there.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, actually, I was thinking of your... Um, you did a a mermaid story, uh, which kind of, is, kind of feels really similar in, to what you're saying there, um, about, like, this kind of, like, in-between state. I mean, it's super violent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, it's 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 where you're kind of going with this. I don't know how to word it. I'm not thinking very well today. Um, what am I saying? La la. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like you're saying, like the in between the ocean and the land, and um, I guess there's like. An obliqueness? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, well, it's like you're... I don't know, it's kind of like a purgatory in a way. Like, you're kind of not one or another, I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It also makes me think of the... um, Is the mold map story where the... Is it, like, a group of women are in a room?
2: Oh, yeah. Actually... Oh, I'm trying to think about that. That was a while ago. Um, yeah, I thought about them as, like, juvenile delinquents, kind of, on this, like, Mars prison colony. <laughs> um, and they're they, like, just don't really know anything about the world that they're living in. And this, like, holographic teacher comes in and teaches them what water is. Um, And I thought about that as kind of, well, like, Mold Map was sort of, the theme was, like, this this is our future, and this is now, and just thinking about, like, in our future, how water is going to be this thing that's, like, I don't know, a little bit, like, thought of as different than it is now.
1: Now, you didn't grow up around a lot of ocean, did you, or... Um, f- i yeah, don't I know philly very well <laughs> pardon
2: um yeah i live pretty close to the jersey shore oh, so okay i would be there a lot um and i had a little creek in my backyard
1: oh nice <laughs> um because i mean the more we talk about this the more water is a really interesting um functioning work especially with janus where it's the blue um and, and it, like, I've said this before, and it's I really get a lot from, um, you know, excuse if it's a terrible pun, but just the way it kind of washes the comic.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. And there's, you know, certain uh, panels where there's, like, a little wave lapping in the edge. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really like water, and there's so many things you can do with it
1: <laughs> well in in this it also plays a interesting role of kind of um uh, really uh developing the conversations happening between the characters when you have the water washing through them um and how it kind of like plays with like mental state of the characters or maybe i'm just kind of throwing shit in there yeah yeah,
2: no that's uh that's right <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's just like where where is your mind at at this point? And I don't know. Like, there's never a point where she's actually at the beach or anything. But it's like you know a metaphor for the state of mind that she's yeah. in.
1: Yeah. Well, it seems like she just want there's and it, one of the things I think about with your work is like this kind of like this escaping thing of like getting away. Um, and I guess, like, that's what the outfit allows her to do, is kind of escape
2: where she's at,
1: and escape, like, the loneliness that she has.
2: Yeah, and, I don't know, if you ever wear a mask, like, you feel totally different when you put it on. I don't know, maybe that's just me. I don't think it is, but... Is
1: it, like, a euphoricness or just kind of, like...
2: Yeah, you get this, like, uh... I don't know, just like the feeling that you're anonymous, and like I don't know when you are like if you're at a Halloween party or something, and someone puts on the mask, like you can tell that they're feeling different because they're you know walking around like a wild person. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what I mean?
1: No, I know exactly what you mean, and I like it. There, there's that like the wild person, also like the creepiness of masks of people in masks. I always have a tough time yeah. with. <laughs>
2: Well yeah, you can never really tell what someone wearing a mask is thinking.
1: I went to uh, a comic convention last year, um, Emerald City, it's like the big Seattle one. Uh-huh. And I was talking to a friend table and a furry showed up. And, and I've known you know, I've known furries I have friends that are furries. But this one <laughs> really creeped me out because they wouldn't actually use words. Mm-hmm. It would just be like squeaks. Oh. And so it was I don't even know where i'm going with this um but it was just so weird and just so surreal because it just like made the the whole thing even more inhuman
2: yeah well i think that's like the power of the mask too is like you're allowed to you know just squeak at somebody because they can't like you know give you a look because they can't see your face
1: (laughs) it freaked me out a little bit i'll be honest (laughs) um so do you have any um anything coming out in the future any web stuff you're working on i think you started a new tumblr
2: oh activity. yeah that's um well i spend like all day on the computer and you know look at tumblr occasionally um but that's just like a personal endeavor i guess
1: Do you uh, get a lot from the kind of ideas? Because Tumblr plays a neat role as, like, this weird, like, internet mixtape.
2: Yeah. No, I I love Tumblr. Um, But, yeah, I find, like, um, the most I get out of it lately is, like, ideas for colors. Um, Not so much anything else, I guess. And, like, just keeping up with my friends. But...
1: What are you thinking about with colors? Is this like for your for your personal work or for your yeah?
2: So like if I'm scrolling through and you know an anime screenshot pops out and it's like great colors, I'll like save it for my file. But I don't know. There's so much noise on Tumblr that it's (laughs) like I don't know. I can't like get that much inspiration from it.
1: No, you kind of have to pick and choose if you really want to. do you plan on doing work, more work in color like that to kind of explore?
2: Um, yeah. Well, I'm working on a mini couche right now, and mm. that one's in color. Um, and I kind of enjoy the process. So, <laughs> like, I never really do stuff that's like unlimited amounts of colors. So, I'm, I don't know, a little overwhelmed by the options that I have with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to get better at. Are you just
1: like going crazy with gradients?
2: No, well, I'm just, uh, I have a large collection of markers. I'm just using all the markers, (laughs) every single color. And yeah, it looks kind of terrible, but um, I fixed it in post. So, (laughs)
1: That's kind of awesome,
2: but um, yeah, I'd like to get a little better at organizing myself, uh, color wise.
1: But you haven't really done a lot of work like this, like you said, where you've been kind of had free reign. Yeah, so you kind of got to go full out before you (laughs) reel it back in.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll learn from this experience, maybe.
1: Um, well, thank you, Lala, for joining me this evening. Thank you. Um, like I mentioned, uh, Lala's latest book is Janus from uh, Breakdown Press, which I highly recommend. Um, I recommend all their books, actually. I really like their stuff. Yeah, um, they're great. Sorry, go ahead.
2: I just said they're great.
1: Um, so, yeah, thank you so much.
2: Thank you.